the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Let's go to Karen calling from Salem, Oregon. Uh, yes, I wanted to ask you about something because uh, in 1965, I became involved with the Catholic Church, although I had come from a mm-hmm. strictly Protestant background. And I was encouraged to become a Catholic. I told the priest mm-hmm. that there was quite a few things that I did not really believe that they believed, mm-hmm. but he said those things didn't matter, and he encouraged me to go ahead, which I did become a Catholic, But and uh-huh. I just tried to follow the rules the best I could for many years, but I was always walking a tightrope of in the state mm-hmm. of grace, out of the state of grace, never felt really secure. Finally, a few years ago, I became involved with some Protestant friends and started going to their church, and I fit right in. I I loved it. I felt that's where I belong. I agreed with their beliefs, and I loved the old hymns from my childhood, but I've been scared because my Catholic friends say there's no salvation outside the Catholic Church. If you leave the Catholic Church, you're going to hell. Uh, I'd like to ask a priest, uh, what's really going to happen to me? Because they've urged me to go to confession and everything. I said, I don't feel this is a sin. I, you, it's not a sin that I need to confess. I think it's, what I've done is right for me, but I'm also frightened. Do you have any thoughts oh, on dear. this? Oh, I do. I do. Oh, dear. No one wants to get you to heaven more than God does. And, you know, that priest who urged you to become a Catholic without your really understanding the truths of the faith, made a big mistake. I would urge you to uh, return to what Catholics call a state of grace and uh, and to confession, because I, I don't know which flavor of Protestant you become, probably a non-denominational Protestant, but I, I've shared this experience before. I remember talking to the head of a, a very important religious institute in Chicago, uh, and talked about altar calls, you know, that in the Catholic Church, occasionally we do altar calls. In fact, his communion is supposed to be an altar call. Every time you come up to the communion rail, you're giving your life to Christ. And he said, oh, we don't do altar calls that much. I said, oh, why not? He said, because you might have a false assurance of salvation. I said, so you can have a false assurance of salvation? He said, oh, yes. I said, so then you can't be assured of your salvation. He said, oh, yes, you can be absolutely assured of your salvation. And I said, but it could be a false assurance. He said, yes. And I said, well, then you can't be assured of your salvation if it's possible to have a false assurance of salvation. He said, oh, no, no, no. You can be absolutely assured of your salvation. And I said, I understand. And I thought, thank God I'm a Catholic. I can go into a confessional, do my best to make a good confession, and hear the words, I absolve you. In other words, I release you from your sins. And the idea of the sacraments, we're covenant church. We make a covenant with the Lord. So that's the word, the word sacrament means in Latin. It means oath to the death. And we have such a religion of feeling in America at the time. I, this is what I feel is good for me. Is this what the Lord has said is good for you? And, I, you know, I, you know, you can kind of have your cake and eat it, too. I would urge you to really, I, I just feel for you, because the assurance of salvation that you were looking for, you haven't found in the Protestant church. It feels good. You like the hymns. I love a good Protestant prayer. They, those people can sing. I, I was in a Catholic church saying mass not long ago, and I knew there were a lot of people who had converted in the neighborhood from Methodism to Catholicism, and boy, they could sing. And I said, there must be a lot of ex-Protestants here, because you guys are sure singing. That uh, you know that there are so many wonderful things that that are such a blessing in in the various churches, but there aren't sacraments. There aren't those covenants with the Lord. 
and that sacramental gift. I All I can do is urge you to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Make it clear to me. What do you want me to do? Not where I'm going to feel good, not where I'm going to feel your presence, but where I'm going to genuinely enter into your presence. All you can do is pray, and the Lord wants to get you to heaven, and I suspect that you love the Lord. God looks at the sincerity of your heart. But on the other hand, you got to ask the question, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? Enough of what I want. I know that this nice church I go to, it's a wonderful fit and makes me feel really good. But I don't care if it makes me feel good. I want to know what's going to make you feel good, Lord. Remember, the prayer of the believer is different than the prayer of the pagan. The prayer of the pagan is, give me what I want. The prayer of the believer is, teach me your ways. You know, uh, the sacrifice of the Mass. Uh, mass can be pretty boring. That's fine. Calvary was not that exciting either. Jesus didn't want to go to Calvary, but he went. So those are my thoughts. Karen, seek God on this. Ask God what he wants you to do. By the sincerity of your seeking God and his will for you, that's salvific. That's the best I can do, Karen. So I will be praying for you. God bless you. Like what you just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.